Uh, welcome to the Warm Down, episode 28, game week nine. Um, I'm Dave, I'm with, with Dan and, and Rem for this episode. Uh, there's only one game really we're going to concentrate uh, today. It's Man United against Liverpool, talking about the falling out in that game, the implications of what it means for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and the squad and the club itself and all the different talking points um, in regards to that falling out of that game. And then afterwards, we're going to go through the rest of the games that happened uh, over the weekend. But like I said, uh, we're going to concentrate on the Man United versus Liverpool game, dissect it from well from the start to finish. A poor performance by Manchester United. Liverpool were fantastic. They won 5-0. Mo Salah getting a hat-trick. Uh, again, just reiterating my point that I believe he's one of he's the best player Um at the moment in the world and he's just justifying it and Liverpool are a well-oiled machine obviously I'm a Man United fan a bit disappointed but what did you guys think of the performance? Um, what was I going to say looking at it the way the way the, the game opened up I was like okay it's going to be a good game and if you look at it I think was it just before Liverpool scored United was down the other end with a banging opportunity. It opened Liverpool up. And I was like, yeah. obviously, the thing, I was like, okay, we've got a game on our hands. And I was like, cool. Da-da-da. And then, what was it, like a minute? Yeah, a minute. Cater's up the other end. And I was like, okay, United have been going behind. You know what I mean? They're, they're, they're kind of the things of coming back. I was like, all right, all right yeah, yeah. It's, it's, still, it's still open. It's fake. And then the second goal went in. And I was just like, this looks like it's done. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, literally from that op- the opening five minutes, I was like, we got a game on our hands. Mm. And then not 15 minutes after that, I just, I couldn't see United coming back into it, which is sad to see at a packed out Old Trafford that the players couldn't get themselves up to, to fight that game. Like, yeah. Man United's known for that the, the, the proud there. That's the 12th man. They'll get thing and they'll push that team forward. Then these players could get up. Well, I don't know if it, I can't necessarily just say it was all the players because that's to kind of take away from how good Liverpool actually were. The, yeah. They were pressing the whole time. They was they were just on it. But never in my life did I think I'd see five nil at Old Trafford. Yeah, was... It, it was spoken about that on the back of the Champions League game the other day, yeah. isn't it? Like, mm. <laughs> I think it was Paul's goals. Yeah. And he was saying, like, if they play like this, like Liverpool are going to batter them. And I was just, like, obviously going on past performances, Man United have kind of been, like, really solid against Liverpool. I know in the run of form that they're in now, they haven't looked, it's like, solid is not a word you use with this Man United team recently, you know what I mean? Um, but I just thought it was one of them games where it was Man United just going to be defensively responsible because that's what they've done, especially to Man City and Liverpool. Um, and it's worked, and it's come down to kind of moments where Man United, to be honest, could have won it. Um, like Anfield last season, two big chances and they missed, and and it's kind of a thing where the big players don't rise to the occasion or don't have the moments which they've had, which has kind of took Man United to, to certain 
places, um, whether it's cup competitions or, or, or in the league, like finishing second and stuff. Um, and it was kind of summed up. I know it was so early in the game, so it's difficult to be critical. That was so early in the game, Bruno Fernandes gets that chance and he balloons it, as Dan said. And then like a minute later, Man United are so open, like Salah just slips in Cater and it's 1-0. And you think Bruno scores that goal, but you, you shouldn't be relying on a chance within three minutes of a football match to stop this happening, do you know what I mean? From then on. And once um, Liverpool were 2-0 up, it was... It was Kearns. It would have took Manchester United to score. But to be honest, they had the chances to, to get back into the game. Um, I thought Liverpool were kind of opened up kind of easily by Manchester United, but more to the point, Manchester United were just non-existent in the defence. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. But I, I take it back to the, the lineup. I mean, the warning signs were there, you know, when they played against Atalanta, how open that they can, they, can, uh, they can be. And then for Oli to kind of choose the same team, which I thought was scandalous, you know, like Paul Scholes mentioned, you know, if we play against a Man City or a Liverpool, we'll be three or four nil up. They'll be three or four nil up at half time, And that's what happened. And I looked at it and, I, and again, the first goal that went in, you know, the, the non-existent down the right-hand side, there's no communication between Greenwood and Wan-Bissaka. And they, they yeah, attacked yeah. That, that area and it was... It was shocking to see, and then obviously they got the overlap. You know, great, great pass from uh, Salah into into Cater. Short didn't stand a chance, and then you know from there it was just again calamity after calamity. We just looked all out of sorts, and it listen. I didn't think Liverpool were that exceptional. It's just that we were just that bad defensively. We're just all over the place. Our midfield was not all, um, in unison. We weren't connecting well. We just it's like we just learned how to press. On that day, there was the coaching was really that bad. And I, again, I, I asked this question time and time again: What are Man United doing in training? What are these coaches actually doing? Because it just seems to me it's copy and paste every time with the same team, and just think we could just turn up, wait for a moment of brilliance to, to beat these teams. And Liverpool was the first team, really good team that we played this season, and they humbled us, they destroyed us at home. It's embarrassing. Well, the warning signs have been there in Europe, to be honest, because you yeah. should have lost to Villarreal and Atlanta at home. But I mean, you shouldn't listen. It was a game of two halves against Atlanta, but you found yourself tuning it down. Um, and again, Ronaldo's had to rescue all three points in the last kick of the game, basically. I mean, Charles scored a second in it. Yeah, Trent Arnold yeah, crossed yeah. it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then Salah's hat trick. I mean, just just all kind of simple goals, to be honest. Like they were all just simple for him. No moment of brilliance needed, or or, or nothing like. Obviously, like the two goals he scored in the last couple of weeks, nothing like that. Just 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 season finishing. Um, even his pass for Kater, like I thought Gary Neville was gassing it up. Like, oh, what a wonderful pass! And I was thinking, like, the weight of the pass was nice, but yeah. it was kind of fairly simple board. He was so free. He had like, all the space in the world to run yeah, into. You just, just put it there. It's just on the plate. in front of him. And, and, and he, like, it's down to now Cater, you know what I mean? He slowed it home nicely. Um, but, yeah, man, it's... it's. I mean, obviously, it's not my team, so I don't feel nothing. I was kind of <laughs> laughing at that stage, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, but, 
I mean, obviously, then Paul Popper came at half time, innit? Yeah, yeah, for Greenwood. Yeah. And then he got sent off for like a two foot challenge. I think it was probably the right decision. Yeah. Um, Ronaldo. It went to Vardo, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it did because it's it was. got a yellow card. Yeah, because it was one, it, it wasn't kind of sure. Like, but I think that, that when that followed, that second foot came in, it was a bit over the board. Because um, mm. you could do a two foot tackle, but. Obviously, it's on the aggression of it and where you get the ball. If you get enough of the ball, they're probably going to give it against you anyway if we're going two-footed, but they'll just give you a yellow card. Like, just to tell you, don't do that again. I know you got the ball, but don't do it again. But this yeah, yeah. one was was a yeah. bit of ball, man, everything. And, and it was a little too dangerous, but... Well, ended man's game, wasn't it? That's... Yeah. That's yeah, okay. Kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. To come yeah, off, yeah. Um, yeah, so... As I said, the warning signs have been there for Manchester United. They're just kind of going to come. We um, said they had chances. Rashford, um, I think Ronaldo maybe had a chance the first half. Um, Bruno did. So, so they did have opportunities, but I mean, defensively, when you perform like that defensively, you've got no hope. You've got no hope. It will be a game where you could make it... Uh, a 5-3 game or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Because mm. you are getting the chances and if you finish them on the day, but your defence is always going to let you down with a performance like that. And they were all over the place, running into each other. I don't know what's happened. I don't know what's happened. Um, because it was a long stage where defensively you were very solid. Do you know what I mean? I think it was before the the lockdown. I think your defense was you went on a good run, like defensively, and obviously your away. That was record... his best part of the season. That 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 sort of cut you off, but the the lockdown period that was where United were playing their best football when we finished third, when we had a settled midfield with you know Matic, Pogba, and and, and Bruno, and defensively we looked all right. We were scoring goals, free flowing, but obviously post lockdown, we've our defense has just gradually got worse. Yeah, like and and. Listen, don't get me wrong. I think we said for weeks on here the Manchester United midfield ain't good enough in both areas. They ain't good enough in breaking up the play and they ain't good enough in, in, in kind of supporting that attack. Um, but, I mean, in this game, I'm not going to say like, yeah, the shit game or nothing, but Wan-Bissaka just week in, week out, like, I just question this guy's now. I think you look at his face, I think he looks... I think he looks surprised that he even played for Man United. Like, I, don't, I don't think it helps with Greenwood, in it? Because Greenwood don't yeah. really track back. I think I, I get what you mean, in it? But I think Greenwood doesn't help him at all. And again, it's that point of going back to the, the coaching. Like, he's got clear instru- instructions, Greenwood, to just go and cut in and try and shoot. There's no defensive responsibilities. And that has fallen onto Wan-Bissaka. And the calamities that we saw in the game, the first goal... You don't stand a chance. But, like, obviously, you don't stand a chance because, obviously, the press, they both reacted off each other, and that's what he's supposed to do, but he was just completely open. But, Awamasaka, we know defensively, one-on-one, he's, he's, he's as good as you're going to get. But, as I say, like, when he's in possession of the ball, I think so many things just, he just slows everything down. Uh, he gets up that wing, like, he can travel. Don't get me wrong, he can travel with the ball. But then once he gets up there, he just does nothing. He cross and he passed it back to like maybe Bruno sitting in that hole, like so Bruno can look for crosses and stuff like. And and Greenwood, you made a point on it. Like 
apart from goals, what does he bring? But that's because he's not a winger. He's not. He, he's got away with it because he's very good on both feet. Like, I think his... His interactions, his, his, his set-up play with other players is not bad at all. Uh, he can't cross, for one. He can't cross, really. Um, <laughs> but he can shoot, we know that. But he is a striker. And I don't know. I, I guess this is the right time to bring it on to this conversation. About, I think we're going to break down Man United in, in a lot of different areas. But let's start with the transfer window. Cristiano Ronaldo, I know you said that he wouldn't have been bought without pressure from certain people. But I don't think he should have been bought. I think it's... I know it's hindsight and everything, but it wasn't a, it wasn't a plan to come into the club like for you to sign Cristiano Ronaldo because you signed Cavani to another deal. And, like, I think the... Comp, the, the What's the word? I don't even know the word. The difference between Ronaldo and Cavani is, like, chalk and cheese in, in their work rate. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And and Cavani, like last season, was massive for you, massive. That's mm. just as important as Bruno at times. Do you know what I mean? Um, and I think Cristiano Ronaldo coming in is, I think, hindered the plan that I think Green was was going to get a lot more games up top when Cavani couldn't play because obviously Sancho was bought. Do you know what I mean? So this is where I think planning wise, I think it was just the threat of. Cristiano Ronaldo possibly going to Man City. You look just reacted on the motion and brought him back. I don't know what you look feel, but uh, um, I think it's a combination of bringing back Ronaldo. The fact that obviously Man City were interested in him, but also the financial benefits of bringing Ronaldo in, and the and the, and, and the Glazers love money. So having Ronaldo back in terms of shirt sales, revenue, stocks, it made sense. They had to be convinced though. Uh, to bring him back, but but because of the threat of Man City coming in and getting him, they couldn't have let that happen. So, you know, in terms of wages going to him, obviously paying a fee to Juventus, it, it made sense to bring him back. But the problem is having him in the team, he's under the impression that, you know, he's bigger than the team, he's going to be playing every single game. But Oli wasn't strong enough in his convictions to say, you know what, there's, there's times where, you know, we need to kind of balance it out and rotate. And that's that's what needs to be happening. Oli was not strong enough, has not been strong enough in certain aspects to say, okay, Ronaldo, you're not playing again. He's he's too scared with certain players, your, your Pogba's, yeah, but, your Ronaldo's, but, and your Bruno's. But, but, but the argument to that is that when he didn't play him, there was uproar. You know, there was uproar. But what I'm saying is, that as a whole, you talk about Cavani, how important he was last season. Cavani, they, they had to convince Cavani to to sign a contract because he was looking to go back to South America. They've obviously signed him. And he's hardly getting any game time. But there's been certain games this season where, you know, we would have we would have needed Cavani. And Oli hasn't hasn't rotated the team and is almost again just you look behind the scenes, what's he doing? You've got a, a, a capable striker in Cavani who can, who can score on his work rate. Certain games and certain scenarios, we needed someone like Cavani to kind of give that extra push. Because the problem is you have Ronaldo in there. Yeah, he's great to have on the pitch, you know, in terms of you know being there, scoring goals, but we're not giving any service. And that brings us to the point that, you know, he's having problems with Greenwood because him and Greenwood are coming to blows because Greenwood is not passing to him. He's not providing any service towards him. So He's got a striker mindset. That's why. He's got a striker mindset, but that's something, again, 
what is happening behind the scenes. If you're looking to mould this Greenwood into, you know, uh, an all-round type of player, what's happening on the behind the scenes on, on the coaching side of things to develop him and make him a bit more influential when it comes to being on the pitch? Because these are all these little these factors here that it seems to me that Greenwood has only got one mindset: is to score goals, and that's what is coming from Oli. Oli's obviously got a striker's mindset: just cut in and score because he just wants moments, and that's why he's in there. And I think him, I think he's overplayed Greenwood. There's been certain games where you know maybe Sancho comes in because he'll get down the byline, he'll create opportunities. But again, Oli, you know that team we saw against uh, that that lineup we saw against Liverpool. That's Oli's favourites playing in that, that bar, maybe Varane. That's his favourites in there. Um, I agree with what Dave was saying about with Ronaldo. Because I was talking to someone else before and I was like, like you say, Cavani, all he said, like coming out from his agent, was it? And things was like, he had a club lined up in Argentina. He was ready to go. You convince him to stay. And like I said, what he brings, if you're, if you're the way they're saying that they're a pressing team, Cavani presses from the front. Yeah. He chases everything down. Yeah. At times, Ronaldo's being carried. But no, he's, just, he's just up there. He's yeah. he, he throws his arms up and he's this, that, and that, but he's not doing what's needed. And it was kind of, yes, oh, we can get Ronaldo. Don't get me wrong, yes, look, the shirt sells, went crazy, brings money into the club. They've said, Glazers love money. Bringing him in, yes, you're paying him, but the money he's generating, people coming to the games, this and the other, it's, it's outweighing that. But it's a huge error, in my opinion. I know he's limited to what clubs he could end up going to. Who's going to pay him, should I say? But they never should have signed him. But like the, the the for me like the the Bruno that I saw at the beginning ain't the Bruno that I see now. Yeah. I think on work rate. Like I was so impressed with his tracking back and his hunger. But now I think he feels he knows he's the man here. Like yeah. and I'm not trying to diss him on that. I, I could be completely wrong, but that's just how it looks to me. It's like he knows he's the man here, so he, he's He's like got that captain mentality almost, but not where you're leading by example, where you know you're the man. It's more, I know I'm the man than, than lead by example. Um, that that's that man just, knows he's not going to get dropped as well. He's not getting for right. And, and listen, mm. we know, listen, not everyone is, is Pep. Like Pep mm. just rotates like every week, like half the time. Don't care like, who you are. Yeah, you don't mm. care who you, you, you are, be but rested. that's because they play a certain way and... I think the Champions League is what they want to win. But then that comes down to what they say, utilising your squad. Yeah. They're all I, getting some game time this side and the other and it's like, can you use it right? But I, I just Oli's just not doing it. The system, again, like, now now go on to the system. Like, for me, like, obviously I get your opinions on it, but, like, what needs to change with, with certain things, like, on the pitch. But, like, system, it's just, it's just boring. It's the same old shit. Like, like just change something. Like, it's clearly not working at the moment. Like, the Fred and McTominay thing, whether you like it or not, like, I don't know if that should be broken up, to be honest, in a way, because I really don't know what other players they can do unless you change your complete style of, of football. But 
and then who you've got ahead of it that, that is, is going to be affected. Do you know what I mean? It's, it, it's all like a team. It's a unit, in it? So it has to work, like, in all areas. Like, they have to join well. And if you have Ronaldo who's not working his ass off, but you've got centre midfielders that want to get forward and attack, you're just leaving yourself open anyway. So, I don't know. But for, for me, a system change needs to, needs to happen. I've said it for weeks. A five at the back. If you want to play Wan-Bissaka and you believe in him so much, He's clearly very good in one department and very awful in the other. Make him a right centre-back. Like, I don't understand how this hasn't happened by now. Like, I'm not a genius, but I'm sure someone would have tried there's no, to. there's no coaching. <laughs> it's just copy and paste. It's just there's no, there's no coaching behind the scenes. The coaches that are there are not, not operating, are, are not thinking about different strategies and how to utilise the squad and play people to their strengths. They've just got so their favourites. Who's That's the main it. first team coaches? Was it Carrick Ma- and Fletcher? Carrick, Feeling, uh, McKenna. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. So McKenna I was at us. McKenna was at us still for a little bit. But Terrible. Yeah, so, so like, I don't know, but I, obviously I think about these things like systems and, and, and tactics and stuff like So what, what would you, what do you, would you like to see fried out? Like system formation change or, or is it just personnel change for you? Because I know you don't like Fred McTominay, so I'm sure it's one of them. It's not like I don't like Fred McTominay. It's up to you. They'll probably put on the wall and shut, but. <laughs> Listen, I think there's a good player. In, I think there is a good player in Fred if he plays alongside someone. Because I've seen him for Brazil. When he's alongside someone like Casemiro, he, he, he seems good. He seems, he seems like a good player. Yeah, we don't have a Casemiro. That's the thing. But, you know, I think out of the two, I think Fred's got the more potential. I just think McTominay's basic as hell. I think McTominay's more beneficial maybe as a centre-back because he's got that pace and he can play the ball f- from the back. I just think from midfield, I've seen it many times where he gives the ball away, side-work passing, and when, they, when he gets pressured, he can't cope with it. And he's been shocking since he's come back from, from injury. And I'm just tired of the fact that, you know, this whole Man United DNA, they need to give it a rest. That's, you know, United have, have, have you know, were great back in the day now. Now we're in a new era now. I need to clear all these old, old, old so-called you know legends, whatever. They're part of the problem as well, really. The the pundits, your Neville's, your Ferdinands, who just giving Oli make excuses for Oli. You know he ain't good enough, and he's proven it over a period of time. And especially with the system, there's no system, there's no structure. He's just choosing his favourites. And you know what? Um, even you know in a game like this against Liverpool, maybe a Dan James would have been we would be better. Huh? Well, we, no, we don't I'm have that, but what I'm saying is, we pro- probably we would have needed someone like Dan James because at least when Dan James played, he would be up and down that wing defended. There's no uh, impressive. You see, like obviously, like, obviously, I've been discussions with you, but then when Dan James was there and Dan James was playing in these big games, like you were kind of critical. Of yeah, Dan I was James. critical because of, of his end product, but obviously against Man City, when you're on the onslaught and he's got that pace to come back and forth, that's his job. But in terms of the final third, he just didn't have he didn't have that quality. But what we're seeing with the, with the team that Oli is starting is that they're not defensively astute. They're not defensively organised. They're not prepared to, to put the hard yards in. And that's there's, the problem. There's, there's too many strikers. Like, Rashford is a half-centre-forward striker. Like he has been, isn't it? Like, yeah. he did the work back with obviously Mourinho, but that's because it's Mourinho. He's going to demand you, like, there was times where he was almost playing left-back against Liverpool. Remember? Um yeah. And he was getting criticised for that, like Mourinho. Um, but other than that, if you kind of allow him to kind of... He's not really going to do that, is it? 
Um, as you said, Greenwood is a striker. Like, he's got that mentality. So I don't even know if you can coach it into him because long-term, that's not even going to be his position. So I just think that in a game like this, you probably should have completely thrown him out. Um, I, I don't know, man. It, it's tough. It's tough. But um, what what if, if you was there, Dan, what, what would, if you were one of the coaching staff, what would you say to, to the manager? I think... Formation, I don't have a problem. A lot of teams run a 4-2-3-1, this thing. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think you're right on personnel. It's, there's, you're, you're fitting, what, what do you call it? They say round pegs into square holes. It's not mm-hmm. working. Yeah. You've got people who just don't, don't do know, the, do, do, do the job. Because like the guy who's, like you say, if someone who's going to be on the right should be tracking back. But if the man's just predominantly a striker, yeah, he's, he's not in his DNA to do it. Yeah. I saw, I think I heard... Thing was saying during the game, Ollie's when he come in, is it was a counter attack like yeah. with the team. He was, and then, it was, yeah. And then you—that's what you're good at, yeah. And then you just turned around and went, "Oh, we're we're just going to try and be on the front foot." But, but your team's the, not built. Your team's not built for that. But this is where and they're talking about, yeah. But they're talking about opinions. Oh, they're a pressing team. I didn't see a press. Yeah, they're trying to be Liverpool that, show that. the press. Yeah, Liverpool show the press. You, you're not built for that either. Yeah, it's true. It's true so, that you're putting that up, like still. Because when Oli came first came in and he came in after Mourinho, obviously, there wasn't a change. Yeah. They were kind of the same. It's just that the players were more happy because mm. he made them more happy, like in, in themselves, like than the Mourinho, where you feel like this guy was like some. Because well, Mourinho is very rigid, but he, he yeah. gave them a bit of freedom to express themselves and just, just to to be ballers. Yeah, and just just be more happy in general. I think like um, yeah. yeah, brought that happy go lucky, like harmonise the group, and that's that's what Oli does. But I think but, yeah, because but, he won so many games and he was thing, Oli was always always should have just been the interim coach or mm. manager. I don't want him calling him manager, an interim coach for what he was originally hired to do. Okay, he yes, he did well, and he had he brought them back. Yeah. But everyone looked at it, looked to him, and not you're not you're not there going, he's going to win a title. Yeah, he's yeah, going to. Yeah. You 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 don't have that thing in him. Now I don't want to completely cut him and say he's not a, a thing because, but I think Premier League's not his level. Mm. He can win. I mean, he did it in Norway and did it, so he's a half decent coach. But he's not the guy that's going to progress this team. I, and it was just this whole thing about the Man United legends come home, da da da. Let's give him. A, he did this. We're going to give him a, a new contract now. And it's like, has he done? Like you said, oh, he, he brought players in, but again, was it him? It's yeah. He's 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 just a guy at the front. You could put someone better. In. But like you're saying, he shouldn't have been given a job. Obviously, we know how it goes. In the manager, you do well. Usually, given the job yeah, for yeah. a period of time. But I think we're clearly seeing, uh, I think, especially this season, obviously, it's hindsight again, as I say, and that's the thing in football where people then all of a sudden have all these opinions that they never had before. Like, But David did say it, and in hindsight, as I said, uh, I didn't agree with them at the time. I thought, listen, I thought that final was ridiculous. I think his decisions as a manager were just ridiculous with substitutions. I think it was almost like he wanted to go penalties. But I think looking at it now, especially the way they started this season, and they've almost 
had additions and 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 done a bit more of of, of now transitioning to team that a hundred percent has to challenge for a title. I, I I think his time should have probably ended at the end of the Europa League final because um, I I just don't see an adaption in him. I don't see a progression. They've progressed into a team that wants to press. That's what he said, but. Is he good enough as a coach to to implement them things? Has he got the coaching staff to implement them? Uh, whatever the word is. Fuck. Implement. Yeah. Well done, you lot of English. Um, <laughs> yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, so should he go out and hire a coach that's known for doing them things and, and stuff? Because Newcastle did it. Obviously, it didn't work. They're shit. But they brought in Graham Jones, didn't it? And... I think I remember they played Newcastle. They new played Newcastle. They are Newcastle. They played Everton at, at Goodison mm. last season, and straight away you could kind of see there was a press about them, mm. and you could see a complete change from what Bruce had been doing, and that maybe lasted not long, maybe a month or maybe more. I don't know. You have to ask Newcastle fans, but um, yeah, I think maybe Oli needs to do that if he's if they want to help him keep his job. If the ball believe in him like that, I think they need to do that. If they believe that he's a guy, look, we can get players here and he can look after our players. You're not going to upset our players. You're not going to make us waste money. Obviously, it seems like the Van der Beek was a waste of money, but was that his choice to even bring him in the first place? Um, yeah, but you, you know, you mentioned about the, the, the coaching, <clears throat> about bringing someone in. The problem is that they don't think they need to bring anyone in. They believe that the coaching staff that they have is Who brilliant. Knows? The Man United, the, the team, they've offered the, the, them new the contracts. Board. The board, they've given new contracts to, to it's, Carrick, it's, McKenna. It's fine, it's fine giving them new contracts, but you need to add a number. number. You need to add yeah, someone that's, and, that's the and reduce someone's role and say, that, look, you're a bit more of a, like a handyman to the manager. I was going to say, you, do, like, you need to be like, um, it kind of goes back to Ferguson days, but he yeah. wasn't scared to, to switch he out. He rotated at bare times, yeah. He was, oh, look, put on Carlos Kieros. Yeah. Just doing um, his bits, and then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, yeah, just like, okay, we've kind of ridden the the, the cycle wave. of that. Yeah, the yeah. cycle. Yeah, we're coming yeah, yeah. on, exactly coming on to another coach, coming exactly on to another coach, man. and he adapted all the time, and he 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 got the best out of his thing. Because yeah. again, he's one man; he's just manager, but he put the right coaches around him. When he saw it was going stale, we change it up. But they other, don't think, other, they don't think it's going stale. That, that's no, the no, thing. I, I think they do. I think they do. I, I think they do. I think, I think they're back they in know. that five now. Yeah, they know. They can't, they, they you, can't you be can't not. Yeah, you can't be that dumb. They, they can't be that stupid. And this is a rival. And you know, but I just think they, as I said, if they want him, if they believe that, look, he's the right man as a, as a human to, to guide our players forward, we need to bring in people that are going to help him do this job. He can be the head man as in, Manager and talk to these players on a, on a, on the whole, but we need a coach that is really gonna push us to match what Liverpool, Chelsea. If you want to do that, as I said, I, I think mm. it's a lot of pressure from but other people, and this the, is what happens at football clubs. He, he listen that whole the club in there is all about keeping it Man United, Man United orientated in terms of the coaches. So they're not going to bring someone from the outside. With a different perspective to what Man United are doing already, because they, they they believe this is the formula that's going to help them try to get to the top. That's how deluded it, the structure is from top to bottom. Even from from the top, in terms of all the chief executives and all these uh, directors of football, they're all people that are already in the club. 
They don't want to have anyone coming from the outside, bringing all new ideas and different perspectives because they honestly believe that this is the formula over a period of time will eventually work and get us back to where we, where we were all those, all those years ago. It's a delu- they're deluded because it ain't going to work. And it's proven that. Um, well, I don't even know what to say about Liverpool. It was just, as I said, like Man United did have chances. I said I've watched Liverpool a few times, and I have seen sides, to be honest, have opportunities against them. I thought Burnley did kind of well for a good period, and when they went to Anfield, um, we know Chelsea. Obviously, if they didn't get the ten men sent off, which resulted in the penalty and everything. I think that they would have probably held defeat on that day. Um, we know Chelsea held on for a point. Um, and Man City, they 2-2, but we need a sign. Special from Salah. Obviously, I didn't watch the game, but obviously David spoke about that game and said that Man City kind of dominated that game more. I'm not saying Man United obviously didn't really have a period of dominance. As I said, they had chances. and um, They obviously have brought in that What's that defender's Konati? Um, oh, really Abraham Konati, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I haven't really yeah, seen okay. him for, for Liverpool too often. He came in, yeah, decent game. A um, couple of rash decisions at times, but look, I mean, Kater's getting in on the goals, scored in the Champions League midweek. And even that game, the Champions League game, they, they were kind of fortunate to end up winning that game as well. So I think there is signs that, that Liverpool can kind of be got at, but at the moment they're they're riding it and and they're producing moments when they need to produce moments. And with Salah in the form that he's in, he's going to keep them up there. It's because he's got they've kind of got everything around it. You know what I mean? But um, I think Liverpool is like they've they've got a style they want to play. They've got the personnel that they need, right. and then they've they've got positions covered as well. So that okay, but you're not going to easily replace someone like Salah, but you've got people that can come in and not really, doesn't really upset the flow of their, their game. Yeah. Klopp has the power to, to bring in players that he identifies and he does it really well. Like, for his style of football, Salah, Mane, they're, they're, like, they're perfect. Do you know what I mean? Their Jota mm. is perfect for what he did at Leeds. You can see that counter-attack when they need to counter-attack. He's brilliant on it. Um, yeah, and as I said, Kate is looking like he's, he's much more settled in now. Um, and we well, know... I think January is going to be interesting, isn't it? The African Cup of Nations. How yeah, that, 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 that's, that's yeah, definitely yeah. a point. You brought that up last week. I think that is going to be yeah. huge for the minute. Um, any more on this game? I think if we keep going, we're beating a dead horse. Yeah, I don't know if there's any more... <laughs> Really, that we can say, but oh, oh, there is one thing. Um, the managers that have been linked. Um, David, as a Man United fan, what well, obviously you feel that it's not going to happen. We've been told that it's not going to happen for the Spurs game anyway. Um, on the weekend, if he was to lose that game, then that I think they've really got a decision to make ahead of Atlanta and Man City because they can't afford. They can't afford losses in their games, but um, mm. what what do you, how how do you stand on the the managerial targets and stuff? 
think United are, are going to look to get rid of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer at the end of the season. I think they want to give him time to kind of resurrect things, kind of turn things around because they haven't planned for, for this to happen. Obviously, the performances haven't been great. And I mean, for me personally, that you losing to Liverpool in the manner we have, that's a sackable offence. But for some reason, they're so convinced and giving Oli some time, feeling that he deserves some time to kind of turn it around. I don't even think if he lost against Tottenham, Atalanta or Man City, that they'll get rid of him. I think they're going to generally... I don't think they will. I think they'll keep him. They'll keep him to the end of the season. Even if he lost two of them three? Even if he lost two of them three, because I don't think the managers that they're linked with at the moment are, are the managers that they actually really want at the club. So who has to be linked with? I heard Conte. Well, Conte wants the job. Yeah. Uh, we, we know he out of all the managers that have been linked, he's the one that does want the job and he's available. Um, and the rest is... I mean, the difference is that everyone else has a job. The only other one who don't have a job is Zidane. And that is... I don't Zidane see that ever wanna, happening. I don't think Zidane wants... Wants to manage anyone but maybe France and maybe if you pushed in PSG, but I don't think he has interest. In I'm managing. not gonna lie, I don't actually think he's that good a manager. No, nah, neither do I. I've said it on here before. <laughs> I, I, I think he had the perfect storm with that Real Madrid team, the perfect mm. balance of goal scorers, fantastic midfielders, and diehard defenders. Um, his decisions to kind of let players go would have been absolutely mad. Mm. <laughs> Hakimi, Regulon, like, I don't know people have their opinion on Regulon at Spurs, but still, at the time, what he was doing for Sevilla. Um, I heard about my man uh, wanting to bring him back. Yeah, Ancelotti, I've heard that yeah. as well. Um, yeah, and I think he just had the perfect storm and he's a legend and I think people respect him. And as long as yeah. you can have respect from your group and he didn't try nothing expansive with Real Madrid they were just very organised and they won games and they could win games I remember saying they could win games in all kind of departments they get a corner mm. they can score from a corner they got the header and ability and they got the delivery you know what I mean um, free kicks they're free kick takers Cruz yeah, um, Ronaldo alright Ronaldo hasn't scored a free kick I can't remember the last time I've seen him score to be honest but Penalties, Cristiano Ronaldo, Ramos. Um, and you've got a goal scoring centre back. Jesus, who has one of them that scores <laughs> as many goals as he has? Um, yeah, I think he had the perfect kind of team. Well, the, I the know they were Yeah, yeah, Casemiro, Modric, Modric and, and and Cruz. That's a brilliant combination. Marcelo at left back. Um, Ramos at centre back. Yeah. Um, so, so I agree with that, but um. Yeah, back to the managers. What, what? So you feel the summer, and who would you like to target personally? I, I, I think like the whole the Conte thing. You know, Conte in hindsight, ideally, you know, he's an elite manager, and he, you know what he's going to bring. He will propel United up up there. But unfortunately, the way Conte is, how demanding is, very similar to Mourinho. I can't see the the, the board and the Glazers wanting to entertain that idea so I, I think they're going to go down the route of maybe seeing the situation with Poch Latino because there's been many talks that a lot of admiration for him uh, and, and also it's not happening it's not happening potentially, potentially not you never happening. know in the summer it's not happening now what, why is it not happening if PSG get rid of him 
Tottenham are immediately going to get rid of Nuno. Yeah, but then what, what does he come, come back, back to? He's going to come back. He wants to come back. He already said it. he was going to come back this summer if, if PSG let him go. He but just come didn't want to make up Yeah, I'm, te- I'm telling you. I'm telling you. He wants to come back. So he's going to come, he come back to Spurs, yeah? And then having to rebuild a team that's worse off when he left. Do you think he wanted his, to rebuild? He wanted to rebuild anyway. So and he knows is he that. really going to trust Levy? I think it's about happiness for him. It's about happiness. He wants to just be happy. And I'm hearing things that he isn't happy at PSG. They're not happy with him, the players. A lot of the fans ain't happy with him anyway. Um, and the board are maybe now regretting their decision. But as I said, for me at the time, PSG was a... They're PSG. They can't have Tottenham come and steal their manager from them without... Nah, they weren't going to have that. Mm-hmm. A team like that, you don't do that to them. That like, we're the bosses around here. So Pochettino, you ain't going nowhere, mate. And and listen, uh, he's still in the Champions League. He picked up a last-minute result. And that's what he keeps doing at the moment. He keeps scraping through at the moment. But I, I think in his body language, or something, I think he isn't happy. I don't think it suits him. I don't think nah, it suits he, him. Would Man United suit him? Um, I, I think it's, it's a, it'll suit us. Him and maybe Roger, Rogers, they, they fit a lot better. But it'd be intriguing to see come the end of the season. If he, if he does go back to Spurs, he goes back to Spurs. But I, my, my opinion is like if he goes back to Spurs, I mean, the relationship one with, with Levy, can that be repaired? It's and number repaired. two, is from an ambition point of view, no disrespect. What does it look like when he comes back? What has he got to work with, the funds and all that, compared to maybe going to a Man United team? Yeah, it's not the best, but exactly. you have an opportunity. You, exactly, you say that. Yeah, but it's better, it's, be- it's, better, it's better than the, the Spurs situation, isn't it? In terms of money to spend and be able to get in the players and have an opportunity to uh, challenge for the title. You're not going to really do that realistically at Spurs. But, uh, listen, it's down to Levy. It's Levy's fault for letting him go in the first place. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I've said it 100 million times. Even if we finished 15th that season, he couldn't have been set because he was the most important person at the club. But I think Levy has realised this. That's why he's got the clause in Nuno's contract. And all that. You don't do that for anyone. And I think he knows now that Pochettino isn't anybody. But I I, I mean, I remember at the times when you wanted Oli gone, you wanted Rodgers, but the timing wasn't right. I think if it is at the end of the season, like you say, I think it will be the right time for Rodgers. I know like you've I, said yeah. this thing about Man City. I don't know where people get that from. I really don't. I don't think Man City are going to go for him, personally. I think Man City are going to look for a, a higher name than, than um, Rodgers. But obviously, it depends what happens and who's available and, and how the landscape is with the managers, who's impressing. But, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they went and got someone like Nagelsmann or... or or, or something like that in a couple of years' time when Pep does leave. But the Rodgers thing, I know you're saying the Liverpool thing, in it? But I personally, I, I think it's been so long now and Liverpool love Klopp. I don't think they'll give a shit about Marino Rodgers. Yeah, I, I, I just can't see it. I, I mean, like I said, I think they'll, they'll assess it. If worse comes to worse, you know, it'll, it'll be, you know, either, you know, Conte, but they will be, I think they'll be looking at in, 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 the, in the season at the end to see what what every what the situation is with available managers because I don't think at the moment they really want to go for Conte because of how demanding he could potentially be and what he's going to ask for because automatically if he comes in there he's going to ask for a, a CDM and the United are not willing to uh, make the funds available in January uh, to, to make that happen well, so in, January, already... in January 
you might as well get it because not. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. But that's that's what automatically what Conte is going to do. He's going to look at that team and analyze where the weak weak areas, and he's going to want to have money to spend straight away. And no, know what the Glazers are like. They're not going to do that. I personally think with his system, I think he'll get away with not having a CDM for the next however months until the end of the season. Uh, I think he, he he plays for free at the back. Uh, he secures his team defensively. He's not a, a a coach where he leaves his teams open and stuff. So I think he and he's a man who will if you don't do what he wants, you won't be playing. So if you're that centre midfielder, Fred or whoever else, and you don't do what he wants, then you won't play. Um, and he'll play someone like Matic and whatever. But me personally, I've said it for time. I think he's a great suit for Man United. Um, I know what you're saying personality-wise. I think he isn't because you say if you believe maybe, what the board say, if it's yeah, a short, what? even if it's a short-term thing, but the guy's a winner. Yeah, and that's what Man United. If, if if he brings a title, maybe it might not be the football that everyone wants to see, but to bring a title back, be up there and amongst them Champions League bits, would you not take it? I get what you mean, but I think from a United point of view, what they're looking at is they're assessing it and thinking, we've been through this situation with Mourinho and it ended quite, you know, quite badly. Do we really mm. want to go down that route again with Conte? He's very similar in mannerisms to Mourinho, maybe in some, a bit more, even worse. That's where I think, I think that's the sticking point there. He's a brilliant and elite manager and he will get propel us up there and competing with the other three teams like Chelsea, Man City and Liverpool. But I think United are thinking to themselves, from a from a from a fit to within United, I don't think they they want to they want to go from an. I think they prefer to wait. I think Oli will get will eventually leave, but yeah. I think I think they're looking at thinking what other managers are going to be available because you know there's been names about you know Potter from uh, from Brighton, Ten Hagen from uh, Ajax, uh, you know obviously Potter's been mentioned, so they're going to look in I think in the summer and have a bit more of a scope. Obviously, as well, Oli signed a new contract until 2024, you know, uh, having to sort out compensation for that and and, and his and the coaching staff as well. There's a lot of factors behind the scene. Um, United has got to factor in before making a decision on a new manager. I like the shout of Ten Hag, to be honest. Mm. I, I, I rate him, but I love Ajax, so please don't <laughs> take him. Please don't. <laughs> it, 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 it's just, it's Newcastle just... might beat us to the, to the punch. But look, it sounds a bit... <laughs> Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> whoever comes into Newcastle is gonna have a rescue job on their hands for the next year and a half. Um, and then they can maybe go for a turn out if it's available. But the problem with Oli, Oli is not elite, and none of these others are elite, none of these others are proven they're elite. So there's always a risk in whatever manager you get, there's a level of risk, but mm. the least risk is Connick if you're talking about football. If you're talking about what he's like as being a lunatic, yes, he's a risk that he wants to be boss. And at Man United, are you going to be boss? And also, the other thing is the pressures of Man United, man. It is massive. So going from Brighton to Manchester United is insane. Insane. And all the work that Potter has done, he could crumble that in a minute. And I think he cares about these things. I think that's why he didn't come to Tottenham. And he kind of put himself out of the race. If, mm. if you believe what you read is, is that he didn't want to work with Levy because he didn't want to ruin his reputation. And I think Manchester United, there's so much pressure, there's so much noise, there's so much opinions from media, from fans, from... It's a whole different world, man. Okay. And um, 
But I think I said, like you mentioned, like the, the board again, I, I think they're going to take their time on this one because I don't think they're going to make a decision. I mean, listen, if Conte comes in, Conte comes in, but I don't see it happening because I think they're more concerned about the troubles that they're going to have in terms of trying to sort out things, sort up players. Because, you know, Conte wants total control and he has every right to ask for that. But it's the Glazers we're talking about. We're not, we're not talking about other owners like Abramovich or the owners from Liverpool or Man City who will give full autonomy to, to, the, to, the, um, to their managers. This is Man United. And, and that's part of the problem. The Glazers from top to bottom. It's rubbish. You know, and it's very hard for any elite manager to come into Man United and be successful while the Glazers are, are, are there. It's not going to happen, man. I think the only way it happens is if we have a lesser name that's has a better credentials than Oli that fits that mould because the Glazers ain't going to leave anytime soon. And then you're never going to win the league. But that's... But that, I want... Yeah, I know we're never going to win the league, but the problem is, until that, that structure of the Glazers going and those bankers like Woodward and all them people go, we're never going to be successful. And you might as well stay with Oli then. <laughs> that's, what they want us, that's what they want us you to do, man. Stay with him. But that's, what's, that's what I'm saying. That They're going to hopefully... This is the whole point. They want to make that they don't want to get rid of Oli because they have they they commit to this long term project, which is a lot of bollocks anyway. Has there been a is change it, at Portland? Ain't there been a change? Woodward's there's been a change, there? but it's, it's the same 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 guys who've been it's in the, the club for ages. People, same type of people, and that's the problem there. There's no no one out from the outside coming in. They don't yeah, want yeah, people yeah, from yeah. the outside. Yeah, and that's the, that's the problem. We got bankers that are controlling the footballing matters on the pitch. Should we have people that you know? Like I, I said, I wanted someone like Van der Sar to come in as a C, CEO who understands what is needed. Someone who's not not only just fully Matt United, but you know has a, a better perspective than what we have already. We're yeah. not we're not going to succeed, man. Mm. We're not going to succeed the way we are, man. No, I get it, man. I get it. Um, all right, let's 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 move on now. We spoke about that forever. <laughs> um, as I said, we won't blitz through these games. We'll have opinions on certain things we want to talk about. Um, we'll start with Friday's game. Um, Arsenal, free Villa one. Partey, Mamiang, and Smith Rowe gave Arsenal three 0 lead. Um, and Jacobs scored a late consolation for Aston Villa. Um, Dan, what what would you like to say on the game? Um. Watching this game was, you know, I always say it's like, ah, oh, young team, one minute we're going to look good and then we're going to yeah, smoke this yeah, up. Yeah, but this yeah. actually looked good. You could see what um, Arteta wants to do. We were on them. We pressed. We, we created chances. We was, it's everything that I'm like, that's when people go, oh, yeah, Arteta's a coach. Da, da, da. But, I know with them youngsters, we're going to have some setbacks, but this showed promise. Actually, actually enjoyed watching the game for once. So like, what the hell? Yeah, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. There, there was, there was some, some mistakes as, as in anything, but luckily Villa didn't capitalise on them and thing, but we looked like a solid team. And I was, I was impressed. You might say it's only Villa, but Villa's not that bad. Obviously, no, no, no. Ha- half time they made their changes and they looked a bit better in the second half, but we were still in control. Whereas before we would have maybe ended up as a free three or something. I was, 
I, was, yeah, well, I, I did. I, I like watching um Tavares was was decent at left back, replacing Tim. Yeah, yeah. He actually he he looked good. Uh, I'll, I'll shit on your parade in a bit, but I'll let you have your. <laughs> yeah, you go for it, man. I know you will. And I'll just shit nah, on nah, Spurs. Nah, 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 you know the result. Because I'm going second from a bastard. I did like the shout of playing Laka, although it wasn't necessarily as. The, the point man because they kind of I know it says there's like a four five one but it, it was kind of like with both of them up top mm. but you did have him holding up and he was chasing stuff down yeah, um, but when you were attacking it was four four two yeah without the ball anymore. yeah because yeah. then he, he's pressing he's doing things Smithrow looked good player, the played well player in the world. nah I'm not saying that obviously but, his goal yeah. lucky with a deflection <laughs> but bruv you heard what I said I don't think he's not the guy. I mean, he's too young to put all the hopes of the club on him. Let him, let him progress well. But he looked decent. Yeah, no, he's a decent player. It, it, was, it wasn't a terrible game. He looked good. So you try and shit on that big man. Can I, can I, can you I will. Shit? You will. You will, though. He's itching to do it. Can I take a shit now? Um, toilet paper. Uh, <laughs> right. Um... This three at the back. All right. Dean Smith is just mounting mad, mad pressure on himself. Because mm. we know Villa... It wasn't even Villa spent bags of money. That Obviously, they sold the best player and stuff. But they they bought in names where you're like, oh, shit. Villa bought, you know what I mean? Mm. Danny Ings and, and, and Leon, Leon Bailey. You know Bailey. what I mean? So people are getting yeah. gassed by that. But... Look, he, he's been happy with the three at the back since they played Chelsea, who also played three at the back. So he just matched them and they played really well, but they lost. They went to Manchester United and they won. Hmm. 1-0 playing three at the back. Now, I don't know if this order is correct, um, but then they played Everton. I think they played Everton between Man United and Chelsea, to be honest, but Anyway, they played Everton and the game was 0 0 while they had three at the back. They brought Leon Bailey on, went four at the back. I was going to say his cameo, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, and smashed him 3 0 in the end. Then he played us, played three at the back. And their only threats, to be honest, were them stupid thrones from Matty Cash um, and, and, and set pieces. And they lost 2 1. They. Then played... Who did they play last week? Wolves. They played Wolves. My man's building up to this shit, you know. I am. I am. They played <laughs> Wolves. Upon no, 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 no. Because it's only been deal. They played Wolves, who play three at the back also. Hmm. And from Smith's words, for 80 minutes, we dominated the game. They somehow lost the game within eight, ten minutes, whatever it was. They lost three to... Three set pieces, but at the end of the day, you lost. Um, and then they played you lot with three at the back, and they got absolutely bad, to be honest. It was embarrassing. The first half was embarrassing. Like, they didn't have a shot. They couldn't pass the ball to each other. Like You were swarming them, don't get me wrong, and I'm not going to shit on Arsenal where I'm not going to give them any praise. Their, their energy, they were on it, they were pressing, was good. But 
every time a Villa player had the ball, he literally had no one to pass to and he could only pass backwards. There was times they were passing the ball on the goal line. And there was one point I was thinking, oh my God, the goalkeeper's going to let the ball go on his foot and it's going to go in the net because they're passing that close to the goal line. <laughs> where I'm saying with Dean Smith, this is, this is an example of where a manager has to take 100% blame and you're going to take 100% of the criticism after from your own fans where they're going to look at you and think, you're a wanker. Do you know what you're doing? Because... First of all, he should have changed something after 15 minutes, 10 minutes. Yeah. What was the score mm-hmm. by that point? It's still no, no, no. It's still no, no. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. But you lot was absolutely bad. You could see it. Yeah, yeah. You could see which way it was going. I get it. You tried to play your way into the game, into your wayside, but it just wasn't happening. It didn't look like it was ever going to happen. And I've talked about the Watkins and Ings thing, spoke about it last week. Just doesn't work for me. Them two of us are pair. Maybe on the pitch at the same time in different areas, it can work. For me, he should have changed it to 5-4-1 after 15 minutes. Put Oli Watkins at left mid, put Bundia at right mid, play your centre midfields, Louise and, and McGinn, and just make leave no spaces and make it difficult. When you can't get pressed and you're more playing on the counter-attack, so Arsenal expose themselves a bit more. That's what he should have done after 15 minutes. He didn't do that. After half an hour, he should have taken one of them defenders off. After half an hour, they were 1-0 down. Should have been more down, to be honest. I think mm. that Saka had had his chance by then. Oh, God, yeah. That one-on-one. Yeah. Um, Partey had hit the post by then. So, to be honest, it should have been about 3-0 down at that point. He should have hooked someone. That was a situation where, as a manager, no one will say anything if you hook one of your players at half at half an hour. You could have come after the game and said, "Listen, it wasn't his fault. My system was completely wrong, and I had to do something. I'm the manager. I have to do something to change this." And for me, he should have done that. He changed at half time, and you completely mm. see a difference in them. Yeah. Mm. Listen, Arsenal will come through. Two nil up at that stage. As I said, that goal that went in right on half time. I don't know what you lot's opinion is. I don't think it's a penalty. I hate when their minds are given. Lacazette has literally just put himself in front of the defender as he tried to clear the ball. And if he clearly just kicks Lacazette, then penalty. Mm. But he got enough of the ball for me. I don't know what you lot's opinion are. For me, where he didn't give a penalty originally, then you went to the screen and changed your mind. I don't think you should change his mind on that person. I'll admit the fact is, if that was given against my team, I'd be pissed. Yeah. Lacazette was smart, innit? He was smart to put... Yeah, he was smart. He knew what he was doing. But I do feel sorry for Target. And I have to say, sorry, I have to get this out of there. Aston Villa have at least two players that look like they're in the cast of Arthur. Do you remember Arthur? The (laughs) calling... Target and McGinn look like they should be in offer. They both look like hamster looking creatures. But anyway, and we worked with one. Who's that? Don't say his name. Anyway. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I think you saw a difference. Obviously, Leon Bailey is a is a big thing. And this is the excuse that he's got for that, the fact that he's not playing four at the back because he's Leon Bailey was almost his Jack Grealish and when Leon Bailey doesn't play he feels he has to switch the system up because maybe he doesn't have no trust all of a sudden you know, Gazi and and people like Traore mm. 
which for me is a I just think the three at the back just doesn't work. It, it did you did look good against Chelsea, but like you said, but you imagine like polite, so it didn't really yeah, yeah, yeah. There was it a reason to play that formation. Yeah, there was yeah, exactly. There was a reason to play it, and and I just think just so. That, that, I'm not really shitting on Arsenal, as I said. I think you did well, but I just think your system was so perfect to go back up against theirs, like where you had spaces. I mean, Tavares. Mm-hmm. I know you praised him, man, and rightfully so. You'll be impressed with your new player. But Jesus Christ, that guy had the no one to mark, no one up against him, and he was just allowed to run, literally free <laughs> all the time, and. I just thought Dean Smith is just mad, mad pressure on him. We're going to talk about their fixtures coming up next, but I know their fixtures because I was looking at it. They've got West Ham yeah. and Southampton. If he loses them two games, I swear to God, he's on a big, big pressure. And I know I we the West Ham one's tough. Sorry? The West Ham one's tough. West Ham one's tough and they go to Southampton. Yeah. So that's not going to be easy. And Southampton yeah. are starting to pick up a little more results. But... yeah. I, I don't like to see managers sacked. I'm not saying he should be sacked, but I'm just saying he's going to mount pressure, especially if he sticks to that. I don't think he will. I, I do not think he'll stick to that against West Ham. I think as long as Leon Bailey can run, Leon Bailey's going to play. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't think I shit on you lot too much. I just I think that was more of a shit on Villa, to be honest. So. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I just think that they were so open. It was ridiculous. So, as I said... Yeah, I- all the praise to Arsenal in, in, in they did their job and that's your job to be 100% on it. Similar to like what is, what's the same? You, can, you can only beat what's put in front of you, bro. Yeah, yeah. Well. And and I just thought that the manager just should have challenged you lot a bit more and I think he didn't do that. Um, I think I think it was Arsenal's best performance uh, of the season um, in terms of, you know, the performance side of things. It seems like you're gathering a lot of momentum now. You know, six games unbeaten. Like you said, Dan, you can only beat who's in front of you. And like I said, you've got momentum to the... Lost, the yeah, it's a win to win at the end. <laughs> but what we got, I think, was it Leicester next? But that you got next? I think we got Leicester next. Oh, shit. I was hoping Villa would have beat you, so let's hope Leicester <laughs> Anyway. Let me see. Uh, they're, breathing, they're breathing down our neck. Yeah, that's going to be a shit, mate. Um, I think we're all, we all joint points, same exact record, just goal differences keeping us behind Spurs. You two. Well, our goal difference nah, got nah, better. Nah, you're a point behind us. You're well, in front of you. Yep. You're a point behind us. Is it a point? Yeah, we're shit anyway. But anyway, let's go on to Chelsea Norwich. Now, this was, I mean, I don't think anyone gave New- Norwich a chance in this game. Still, still looking for their first win. Went to Stamford Bridge and got absolutely smoked. Mason Mount got a hat-trick on the day. His first goal was beautiful on his right foot, like kind of half-volley into the bottom corner. Brilliant finish. Um, he started it off, then Hudson-Odoi made it too. So easy, Kovacic just slid and threw the defence and it kept his composure and tucked it nicely. Then Reese James scored. Then Chilwell scored again. He scored a few in the last few weeks. An own goal from Max Ahrens. And then, as I said, um. Mason Mark completed his hat trick first of all, scoring a penalty and then scoring um, in the ninth minute for his hat trick. Um, I mean, every week we've really got nothing to say about Norwich because literally they shouldn't be in the league. Uh, me and Perry spoke about this. If you relegate Norwich now, yeah, they'd probably mm-hmm. still come back up. <laughs> That's how mad it is. They, they walk the championship, but they're absolutely awful in the premiership. 
Do you I think they'll sack their manager? They won't do that. I don't think they'll do that. I mean, they where do they go? Halfway, they might as well just wait until the end of the season. They're going to get relegated. Really anyway, shit. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't even know what to say about them. I didn't even realize that they had that guy that used to play for Chelsea and um, for Liverpool, sorry, Tabak. Which one? I didn't even realize. And I heard oh, yeah, from Schalke, oh, innit? Yeah, from Schalke. Um, Is your loan or did they buy him? I think they bought. I think they bought. I don't him, know. I think. Um, obviously Lukaku and um. Werner missed his Werner got injured. I'm hearing it's not as bad, so they could be back maybe even at the weekend. Um, but let's just talk about just two people. I want. I've talked about him a few times. If you don't want to talk about anyone else, talk talk about him. Um, but Rudiger, Rudiger's. Well, what I'm hearing is that he's not signing the contract. That he does want to leave for whatever reason. I don't know what the reason is. Um. Maybe he, his agent's been contacted by big clubs. I've heard four clubs that wanted want him um, and that are in the race. I'm not going to name one of them because it's never going to happen. Uh, no, you, you know, yeah, you're coming. Um, and yeah, and the other three, Juventus, Man City and PSG. So I think it shows the kind of where he's at at this stage in his career. Um, what do you lot feel on Rudy? I think he's elevated his performance, especially... I think he had that period where he wasn't getting any game time around the Lampard and obviously now yeah. Tuchel's come in and obviously identified that he's an important part of the team, mm. kind of elevated his performance and he looks at... I think people are recognising his uh, uh, his compliments and his attributes a lot more now mm. than they have before. And I think now I think Rudiger's probably thinking, you know, I've won the Champions League with Chelsea. Uh, you, know, I'll, you know, he's at that age now, he probably wants to get a, a, a big move to, to a bigger club so I think I'm not surprised why he feels that you know maybe it's now time to kind of move on move on to different different um, experiences and opportunities so but you know he's a good really good player um, yeah. the other one before you look you can want to say anyone else is um, Kovacic man like when, when he when he first signed for Chelsea and he was linked with us for a few years and stuff and he was at Real Madrid obviously like I think we were linked with him at his time at Inter Milan. I mean, I saw little clips at Inter Milan. I thought, ah, oh, he looks decent. Scored some decent goals. Then went to Real Madrid and he literally didn't even play. Um, <laughs> and then he came here and um, Sari was the manager, wasn't it? When he yeah. first came. Mm. And I was like, mm, he doesn't really look like he's cutting it. And then credit to Frank Lampard. Frank Lampard came in. Now, I don't know if it's a natural progression of... Should we not praise Lampard and praise Kovacic because he's, it's just a thing where it was just about timing for him getting used to the Premier League. Um, but every season now he's got better. And right now he is, to me, he's one of the best midfielders in the league. I seriously believe that. I know the system and we know Chelsea are, are riding some serious confidence on this new manager. Everyone looks better. And that's brilliant managing. That, that's what you want to see. Like We've been seeing um, Trevor Chalabar come in and look but really good. Um, Jorginho was a guy where people had mixed feelings about him, um, but he, he's now obviously put himself, like, obviously um, Italy won the Euro, so put himself with Ballon d'Or talk and stuff like that. But yeah, Matteo Kovacic, man, I, I just, I think he's brilliant, man. He's just, his balance, his close control, he's now getting assists to his name. Yeah, added to his game, yeah. Yeah, and he's replacing Kante and you wouldn't even notice. 
So <laughs> yeah, man, I'm I'm shout out to him, man, because he's he's been brilliant. And as I said, it's been a it's been a slow progress at the beginning, but he's definitely looking like worth all the money, whatever they pay for him. I don't know how much they pay for him, but yeah. Another another player I was gonna mention as well is Christensen. I know um that he's having you know that they're having a bit of a contract uh, issues in terms of getting negotiating a new contract because it's been going on for like two months now and he might not sign a new contract by the sounds of it. But, he, you know, another player that fits into that system didn't obviously get a fair shake with Lampard. Obviously, Tuchel's come in and, he, you know, he's been playing really well. Had a decent Euros as well with Denmark. Mm. I think, he, I mean, how important do you think Christensen is to this Chelsea team? Um, I think I'll, if Rudiger goes, yeah, go on. I was gonna say if, if Rudiger goes, then you gotta sign him up. I think you will. Or maybe, sign. Or maybe it's one of them ones. If if it pro- if it's proper out there that Rudiger's going, he's not signing the contract. Then Christian will be like Christian's gonna be like, okay, then I'm gonna get that spot. I'm gonna yeah, be a first yeah. teamer. There's I'll not sign. so much. There's not so much challenge. I think he's a first teamer because of Thiago's yeah, yeah. age. But yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, to be honest, like I've always been a fan of Christensen. Always. Where from when he first like kind of started making appearances. Like I like him. I think he's calm. Yeah. He's a good defender. Um yeah, I like him, man. Um I just think that Frank just I don't know what his was with Frank. Right, sometimes a coach just don't like him. Yeah, there was a few players <laughs> he kind of seemed to give up on that. Yeah. He he was on this British this British gas. Casting man, it's all British players he wanted. That's all yeah, he wanted. but centre back didn't really have any British players. Mm. You know what I mean? I know we kind of more through. Uh, what did he, he play for at the back? Isn't it? Yeah. Okay. I, think he right. I was going to be wrong. He, he floated, but didn't he float between the two? Didn't sometimes do three and sometimes four? He just kind of. I think so because I was thinking, didn't he play like as Paul as the first centre back quite a bit? Yeah, because yeah, he Reece loved Rhys James, and loved him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and Richard is a good player, like it's yeah. dissonant. But yeah, Christensen, man, I, when he put uh, Denmark, to be honest, I love Denmark as a country. Like they've got really like, Denmark or Hoiberg. Nah, nah, Denmark. <laughs> obviously, Christian Eriksen. Oh the yeah, first, of course, yeah, the yeah. first guy, and and obviously we got Hoiberg now. But in general, a lot of their players like Damsgaard, like big fan of him. Um, even Braithwaite. I like, Dela- I like, I like Delaney, man. Delaney. Delaney Braithwaite. Um. Damn, um, what's his name? Norsgaard from Brentford. Yeah. Um, mm. they, they've got some decent centre-backs as well. Yeah, Kier. Yeah. They've got, uh, got Christensen. Yeah. They've got... Um, my man... They're unbeaten in the in the, uh, the qualifiers anyway. Yeah, in a national team, you're starting to really see like they're, they're, they're really good, man. Um, and he's he's a part of that generation that they've got right now and just constantly like got these guys rolling through. So for a good few years, I think Denmark, uh, we're going to see Denmark in, uh, I think, a lot more semi-finals and stuff in tournaments. But mm. Mm. we'll move on now. Um, Crystal Palace versus Newcastle. Steve Bruce got the boot, as we know, earlier in the week. Um, I'll get on to Newcastle like more depth after. But um, Christian Benteke gave... Crystal Palace league. To be honest, Crystal Palace somehow didn't win this game. Um, Benteke must hit the post like three times. Um, he had a goal disallowed. Um, but Callum Wilson equalised with a neat overhead kick, man. Um, I know Perry don't rate him at all. 
I don't know why, <laughs> but he, he scores goals, man. Like you can say what you want to say, but he scores goals. Um, yeah, so uh, Steve Bruce was sacked. We were saying Graham Jones would probably get the job if he was sacked, and Graham Jones has taken it as interim until they kind of know what they're going to do. I think right now Fonseca is the kind of favourite to get the job. I think the talks of Eddie Howe quieted and stuff. Fonseca will be an exciting appointment for the fans because he plays a very attractive style. Like from Obviously, his links with Tottenham where he nearly signed for Tottenham. Um, I was list- reading up things on him and, and whatever, listening to people talk about him. Um, so they like him for that. But as I said, they got a relegation battle, man. And we know sides that kind of attack the relegation battle kind of sometimes doesn't really work out for them. And Newcastle, we said, like, squad-wise, when we spoke about the squad, I don't think it's really good. Look, it was a point that they... Yeah, it's a point that they got, but um, I'm just making it official now. I want Newcastle to get relegated. It's got nothing to do with the money. No, 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 no. It's got nothing to do you're Listen. taking your spot in the future. That's oh, what it is. Shut up, man. That's what it your is. Spot, mate, with the Glazers there. So, so yeah. we'll still be there in top four some, to some capacity anyway. But yeah, Spurs will yeah, be in yeah, the top four this season. Anyway, um, now I'll tell you why I want them relegated. Because their fans are wankers. <laughs> they mock Steve Bruce. Yeah. Oh, you yeah, hear what yeah, he said? Yeah, yeah. Like, the guy is saying he, yeah. he thinks he's going to retire. Because he just can't yeah, do yeah. it. Like, and that's how they made him feel. And you're shit. And you had a shit owner. So what did you expect? Do you know what I mean? Like, you look just jumped on his back for no reason. You just Obviously, we know Benitez was there first and they loved Benitez. And then, obviously, it's like a... Oh, what's the word, man? I can't think of a lot of words today. Um, there's a saying, you know what I mean? Like, where they love Benitez and then Rafa... Um, Rafa. Then Bruce coming next and he's like complete opposite. Obviously, we know Rafa's... Not the most exciting manager and style of play, but he's a good coach, very good coach. Um, mm. Steve's football is very boring and shit. Like, but yeah, man, the the, the distance that they gave him to me was just ridiculous. Like, he kept them up, yeah. and that's what his job was to do: keep them up. Surely, like, especially the fact that they had no money, and when they did spend money, as we've said a hundred times, they bought Joe Linton. Well, can I just say that eight billion in his pocket is going to ease some of that yeah, pain. Yeah, going to ease some of that pain. Yeah. <laughs> well, he gets four because of the tax, but yeah, now of course, I'm I'm not saying like well, I feel sorry for him like that. But at the end, they nah, but the eight. abuse he was getting, yeah, no, and but abuse the abuse, family yeah, and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The abuse, man, is is just uncle for calling him fat cabbage head. That's a shit. This as well, like I think of a better <laughs> this than that. They're wankers. Um, yeah, man. So I hope. I know Arteta came out and said something about that. Obviously. Because obviously he's going through his own stuff. Like he, he mentioned it on an interview on Sky Sports about yeah, yeah, yeah. the treatment that Bruce was getting. So, like I said, man, like the Newcastle fans, like I think they're, they're so they were un, they're unrealistic at the time, isn't it? You got obviously mm. Mike Ashley, who's not going to spend that amount of money. He's not. And and like I said, when he did sign, did spend money, he spent it on crap. I mean, Joe Linton hasn't been great, but Bruce, the work that he's done to kind of keep them afloat in the Premier League. You know, I think you should get a bit of props for that because they're, they're not going to be a top 10 team uh, with, the, with the players that they have and they're, they're attracted at the, at the moment. Yeah, 100%. So I, I think the fans really a bit harsh, man, in terms of their expectations. And look, he's gone now and now they've obviously got new owners now. They're obviously, it's going to be heightened. But I said, if Fonseca comes in, yeah, like you said, man, he's, he's going to be in for a ride because he's going to have to try 
stable this stable stable this club and see if they can not get relegated because like I said it's difficult and when you, you, know, you want to sign players in January that's going to be difficult everyone now knows you got money you know it's going to be even more harder now going to squeeze as much money as possible out of you uh, players to leave like I said it's all it's quite a lot for Newcastle to kind of comprehend now yeah and I, I don't I don't have a beef with them thinking the manager's not good enough it's, as I said man just the abuse man he's a human at the end of the day man fucking hell like man gets too excited that it's football like we just forget that they're humans isn't it like yeah. You don't need to attack the guy like that. And the worst thing, it was the club that he supports. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's even worse, bro. Like, he's a trolley as well, man. Yeah, yeah, even though they'll say he's... I don't know what the fuck they say anyway. Well, fuck them. Um, <laughs> oh, shit. Ranieri. Let's go, Goodison. This was the shock of the week. Everton 2, Watford 5. I saw Rafa out on trending. On that's Twitter. crazy. That was That's always going to happen when he got smashed by Watford, who just got smashed last week. Um, Tom Davis gave Everton a good start. Um, Josh King was returning to Goodison. We, he played that 11 times or something last season. Um, scored no goals, but he scored three on this day. Um, Richarlison, had, he squared it up at 2-2 or got them back in front, I think. Yeah, he got, yeah. Them, he got Everton yeah. back in front. Returned from injury. Good diving header, man. Um, but yeah, I've said about Watford on the break when they played us, like they've got pace and stuff. And that game against Liverpool, we know how good Liverpool are, but Watford gave a poor count of themselves in Ranieri's first game. But respect to Ranieri, boy. Like this won't, I don't expect this to happen every week, but I said he'll lose his job before Christmas. So, <laughs> <clears throat> but that's a way to bounce back, boy, and tell, let people know that you're here, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah. As I said, Josh King hat trick. Kuchkahu, as I said, like he looked decent when I saw him um, come to Wild Lane. And Emmanuel Dennis, I think it was a substitute for this game. He came on. And he yeah, he came of, on. Set, yeah, yeah. set up one of King's goals and um, scored one himself. Um, like he, he hooked Sar and that, and then he was like, nah, so he put on something. Oh, he hooked Sar, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Um, I think, was it a half time or something, or was it a bit earlier? A, no, no, that's just something they gave him like half an hour. Like then yeah, yeah, yeah. 25 like, minutes to go. Yeah. Um, Everton, the one thing you would say kind of <clears throat> is a coincidence, I guess. I don't think it is a coincidence. Um, the former Watford player, Decore, wasn't playing. Mm. Yeah. He's going to be out for a few weeks. I'm hearing it's good news, better news now, so it might just be a couple more weeks. But that partnership, this is why partnerships are so important, man. And Tom Davis, to be honest, like, he looked good at the beginning. But as I say, young players are just fresh come in. They always look good. Um, but he looks terrible now, to be honest. Um, one of the goals, I think, was his fault. Boy, they got a corner from it and he scored from the corner. He just done some mad hat clearance and shit. Um, but yeah, the Allen Decore partnership then broke up. And I think that gives Everton a real good foundation. We spoke about it when they played Man United and stuff, how important they are. Um, it was a booze when Anthony Gordon came off. Um, Everton fans. One of their best players. He, he looks decent, man. And then Richardson come on, obviously, you looked at it at the time, like Rafa made the right decision because he came on the score, but obviously in the end, they lost 5-2. Um, but the problem with Everton is, to, to, in their defence, that they've had a lot of injuries. I mean, mm. Calvert-Lewin's injured. 
Richarlison has had a bout of injury, and obviously you're saying, now you're saying the oh oh defense of, of the team. But yeah, the, yeah, the oh, team. I thought, team, meant, I thought you meant injuries in defense. Yeah. Now what I'm saying is obviously over the over the course of the season they've had injuries to contend with, and Rafa, mm. you know, I think the fans again, you know, Rafa, that's ridiculous, man, because. You know, like I said, he's he's not even had a full. It's not even he's only even had nine games. And well, it's the Liverpool leagues, man. That's purely what it yeah. is. Yeah, man. yeah. It's, it's one of them things. Like there's certain managers. We know how fans are anyway. They're impatient anyway. But there's certain managers that you're going to be even more impatient with because of maybe their history or because you didn't want them in the first place or, or stuff like that. And I mean, I I think it's just an overreaction after the game. People are on emotions and stuff, but. He's done fairly well. Obviously, the injuries, as you say, I think are starting to have an effect yeah. over the weeks. Um, but yeah, defense-wise, man, I don't know what would you what do you feel about Michael Keane? I don't really rate him enough. I always thought so I'm going to be biased. Obviously, he came from United. I always, you know, I never thought it was Man United quality, but seeing him at obviously Burnley. I thought he was really good at Burnley. I don't know whether or not it's because of the system that they played. But... Yeah, I think it's more of a system, to be honest. But I think at Everton, I think that's his level. But I, I kind of expect him to be a lot better than what he is at Everton. But I just, again, I just think he's... I, I, the defenders that they have, I really rate Godfrey. I think Godfrey's a good player. Yeah, I like Godfrey. But there's something about Keane. At times, he's, he's, he's okay. At times, he, you know, but it's just not consistent. And I think he's always got a mistake in him. Yeah, um, he, he does, man. But you know, I rate Luca Dean. Luca Dean. I'm surprised Luca Dean is is at Everton. I always thought a bigger club will come in for him because obviously yeah, he plays there, there international. There is times he looks he looks kind of shake himself to me. Yeah. Mm. Um, Would like to see a Wobi play a bit more, but you know, that's just shit. personal preference. Um, I didn't yeah, say shit. Yeah, now good, good, good win for Ranieri, man. Mm. Yeah, um, good momentum. Let's go to Ellen Road now. Um, ended 1-1 between Leeds and Wolves. Wolves took the lead through the South Korean Wang Yee Chan. He's looking decent signing. Um, and then it took a last second penalty um, for Leeds to equalise. Still only one win. To be honest, it's so long now. As you say, once we get to kind of 10 games, we kind of know the kind of table it is. But if you put the where they're going to be in and around, and I think, I think we can officially say it's going to be a relegation fight for Leeds. What do you love? Yeah, I think they're going to find it difficult. I think uh, a lot of teams have now worked out Liverpool uh, uh, Leeds and how Bielsa sets up and, and plays, and they're struggling. They really are struggling at the moment, and I think they're going to be. I think I think they might have enough to survive because I think there's worse teams than them. At the moment, yeah, yeah, but they're going to be they're going to be close. They're going to be definitely in a relegation. Yeah, I know. In one of the earlier pods, I was like, I think I was like, the also, but yeah, kind of got agree with you. I think they figured them out. But also, as you said, there are worse teams. Like, um, Norwich is gone. Syndrome. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I didn't think that would happen to them. To be honest, but no, that's what I said. I didn't think it was happening. I was saying, it was, I think. Okay, there was thing, but they'll they'll bounce back. But it just it hasn't happened for them. Mm. And I know we're nine defense, games in. Maybe defense they probably need to sign a couple more defenders. To be like it's like only nine games in, and there's really plenty plenty of games to go. But it's like mm. I just the don't see. Yeah. yeah, that's why they need to kickstart somewhere, man. They got that it's win, like, but 
even though when they, they're scraping it. It's like, do they just tick over until January and they bring in some new blood or whatever? Because it seems like what they've got but mainly can't it's cut it's it. It's like championship players that have, they've, they've, they've had, they've come up and they've done mm-hmm. well. And I think they're now just all of a sudden now, I think they kind of, I think Leeds need to wait until maybe the end of the season, I think. I don't know how much players are going to get in, in January. I think I don't I can't see Bielsa maybe staying. I think, I think rumors Yeah, I think it'll be going. Yeah. Well, because he only signs year yeah, one, one year, year on yeah. 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 I think their defense, man, is I think that's all right. I think they've got too many championship players in defense. Like Cooper as their captain, it's just not good enough. Um but the guy that came man. on and won the penalty though. Was his name? Yeah. Joe what's his name? Joe Gale. Joe, yeah. yeah, he came on and, and impressed man. He looks all right, boy. He's running, skipping <laughs> through, man. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot of praise for him. Um, at, at the younger ages, hang on, my cat is scratching the door like a madman. What's it? Needs a scratch post. <laughs> Tyler Roberts, who did he used to play for? Uh, man City, isn't it? Was it? It's where he played for Man City. I know the name. I'm just trying to figure out. I've known from there. And Harrison as well. Harrison used to play for Man City. City yeah. Oh, Zinniga was on low for years, isn't it? Yeah. Zinniga. Uh, American club. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. he went through their college system, whatever, and then joined. Yeah. Whatever. He, one of he's their, had a New York City. Yeah. Yeah. He's had a bit of a quiet season, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. Like, he used to get a lot of assists and stuff, but it's all gone a bit dry for their bigger players. Rafinha seems like he's just on a one-man mission at times. <laughs> and Calvin Phillips, maybe is where Calvin Phillips is kind of thinking, I shouldn't be here no more. Mm. I don't know. I think mm. maybe he's had a lot of injury problems this season. I haven't really seen him, but yeah, I don't know. Um, then we'll go Southampton against Burnley. 2-2. Um, the only black man in Burnley, Maxwell Cornet, <laughs> scored a double. He gave them the lead. And then leave Romento equalised. I mean, looks good. It's only 18, man. It's crazy. And again, um, from Chelsea, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and then Southampton went in front. Roger, I think he's from Chelsea as well. Um, yeah. He put them 2 1 up. And then Cornets, as I said, scored again um, to make it 2 2. Um, you've been impressed with Cornet? Yeah. You know, I think coming for 12 million looks a very decent player, man. I think he's coming, you know, Burnley, that, that team looks quite, it's been the same, similar type of players for like a good couple of years now. And I think he comes in, he adds a bit of quality to that team. And you know, I think he's going to have a, go on to have a good season with Burnley. But whether or not they can stay up with, with the goals he's scoring is another thing. But yeah, from what I can see, the goals he's scoring, the confidence he has, it would be beneficial for them. He's something different, isn't it? Mm. One, he's black. But, <laughs> like, he, he, he's, he's something different, man. He's, he's, um, we know McNeil. Uh, I'm a big fan of McNeil. I think he's good. But I think this guy's just got a little more more directness about him. And, and yeah. obviously, he looks like he can get goals. Um, where I think McNeil, you need that from midfield. I think Burnley have always struggled with goals from midfield. Like Woods has kind of carried them at times. Barnes has as well. Even the like the sub strikers in Rodriguez and, and Vidra don't score enough goals. 
So they definitely yeah. need someone to score more from midfield. I mean, I don't know if he's playing in midfield mm. at the moment. I, I, I think he's I kind think of playing up front, to be honest, I'm, alongside um, Chris yeah. Wood. So, but that, that squad could be... needs freshening up, man. Um, I mean, Sean Dice, man. Setting up. He's doing miracles. He's been doing miracles for years. He might be, uh, I think that the magic might uh, might run out this season, man. But yeah, we'll could do, could do, but we'll see, man. It, it's it's Burnley are a team that do kind of start a bit iffy and then kind of pick up midway, and, and they usually just hang in there. So we'll see, man. Um, Southampton has I think they won the last game at home, so he would like to have won this game. Um, back to back home wins would have been nice for them, but um. Redmond missed the city, didn't he? Oh, my God. Thank God you mentioned that. Because Lee <laughs> Romero was in my fantasy team and he wouldn't have gotten another assist. Yeah. Shocking. <laughs> Shocking miss at the back post. Absolutely. Redmond's capable of doing shit like that. He is, man. He's capable of missing sitters and, and shit. It was terrible, man. Oh, unbelievable. How he missed, I do not know. <laughs> Good thing you mentioned that, man. Mm. Um, the Amex now. Um, Graham Potter's Brighton took a bit of a spank in here to Man City, the champions. Gundawan, two goals for Foden and Ria Morris added one in the 90th minute. Um, McAllister had pulled one back with 10 minutes to go for a penalty. Um, it was just light work for City, man. Made it look easy. Made it look easy. Um, Phil Foden's really informed at the moment. Enjoyed himself. Kind of played, I think, that false kind of nine again. Um, <clears throat> I think he's getting a little more used to it, to be fair to him, because I did say I, I, I don't like him there. I like him on the left. I still like him on the left. I don't know about you lot, but, yeah, I, I think he's getting used to it a bit more. Yeah. Um, I, I can't see Grealish playing anywhere other than off the left. So I think they're kind of, Foden's kind of now accommodating or getting used to that role to accommodate Jack Grealish into the team. Mm. Yeah, that's what it seems like anyway. Um, and obviously, Foden's a bit more advanced, obviously, in his career. He knows the team and the system and the players a bit more. So, if you're going to want to move someone about, you're going to want to move someone about who's a bit more, do you know what I mean? Mm. Knows, knows the ins and outs of the team. Um, Bernardo Silva looked good again, man. He's playing more central this season. Giving him more game time and he's kind of secured that spot, taking Gundogan's place. Kevin De Bruyne, did he miss it for injury? No, he come on, so he wasn't injured. But we know our purpose rotates everything. Um, but yeah, I mean, even Laporte coming in, playing a lot more games now. I mean, Stones. yeah, 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 yeah. That's the thing. I think you have a squad where, like, there has been players that miss out a lot. And you feel like if they were just given a run of games, like they'd get their place back. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, Stone signed a new contract, didn't he? Oh, did he? And now he's just on the bench. He's on the you know bench. What I mean? Like Riyad Mahrez, last season he was huge. He's all over the place. Yeah. yeah, now now he's not involved at all. Like worst players having your fantasy team, because you never know if they can play. Yeah. Any Man City players because besides team. Edison and seems like Grealish at the moment, that's about it. Yeah. That's true, man. Yeah, Grealish is. I thought I thought Diaz would be like instant, but he changes it as well. Even mm. him, yeah. 
And he's the captain now, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so City march on. As I said, it, they, they got the capability to do this, man. Just make it look like what, even though Brighton have impressed so many teams this season. Mm. Yeah, let's go to Sunday now. Um, Brentford versus Leicester. Leicester took the lead with an absolute screamer from Tielemans again. He rusted. Oh, no. Listen, he hit that as perfect <laughs> as you can hit it, man. Straight as an mm. arrow. To go in that near post as well, do you know what I mean? There wasn't mm. a lot to aim at the way, um, like, way he went for. A brilliant finish. Um, Zanka, they call him Zanka, it's, it's Georgeson, isn't it? How do you pronounce the name? He used to play for Huddersfield, centre back. Uh, but they got his name as Zanka on it. It is it's Jorgensen or something like that. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he got one back. Um, and then James Madison, Patterson beat the offside trap. Madison did two, was alongside him, and he just it for Madison tapping to that's back-to-back wins very important for Leicester um, they needed that coincides with Johnny Evans coming back to the team yeah I think um, so. yeah that's how it seems um, and Ian Nacho's kind of cementing himself in the starting line now mm. uh, and, and Dakar as well he was important in the Europa League game um, and he get all four he got all four, four goals right? yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, Burnley and Pre- and Burnley. Brentford impressed again, man. And from what I hear, I heard they like when they got their goal, they really deserved it. Like they were hammering the door. Some nice link link up again between Tonya and Boomer at times. Um, I, to be honest, I don't have no worries about Brentford. I don't. Obviously, you can never tell. Get to January stage and they start yeah. to get what worked out a bit more and. Or maybe have an injury or two or whatever, but I mean they do look really suited for this league at the moment. Yeah, I think a couple of, you know, I think that Christmas period is going to be interesting when there's a lot of games, uh, mm. thick and fast. I think that's when their squad, their squad depth is going to be tested a bit. Yeah, definitely. Um, then a London derby, um, West Ham versus Spurs ended one 0 to West Ham. Mikhail Antonio with the only goal of the game. Um, frustrating one because it kind of had draw written all over it, which, I mean, you want to win a derby. Don't get me wrong, he's lost three of them this season before this one and conceded three goals in each of them. So we only went down Bro, to one goal. But mercy, yeah. Chris. Now, I didn't really watch the game. But with Nuno coming out saying that they were the better team and dominating, did it, was he full of shit or...? Because I said, I don't watch it, so I, I'm, I ain't got nothing to say. I'm asking the question. Because um, some people I said, they turn around saying, That's, he's kind of delusional for coming out of that comment. And da, da, da. Yeah, I, I don't know. It wasn't a game where you say we were 100% better for you to come out and say that. I think you mm. could feel that we was better in spells. Definitely. Okay. I think they started much better than us the first 15 minutes. Then we started to grab a hold of the ball possession-wise. Mm. They still created a couple of chances in the first half, especially... Um, What's his name? Um, Suchek had a header, which was really close to getting on target. And if he got on target, he probably would have scored it. Son had a really good chance. Could have finished. And then Kane had a good header at the back post, um, kind of straight at the keeper. Good save. Um, and that was half-time, so it was fairly even. We probably had the better chances, but I, I would say 
the domination, probably they had the better spells of domination. Like when they, exactly. they might have had less possession, but what they did was, was better, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, and second half, we started on the front foot. We're, we're, we're getting into great areas, but look, we didn't have a shot in the second half. But, ah, I know people are going to blame Runa for that because this is something that keeps happening, so it's coincidence, you know what I mean? It, it, mm. it, it, it's a repetitive thing, so the manager has to, it's his side and it's not one game that we've done this. Um, but we've got some great areas and just the final decision from the players, just not good enough. Just not good enough. Harry Kane, again, the form is, is shocking. Just not good enough. Um, yeah, man. As I said, not good enough to win the game. Mm. That's what you got to say. I don't think anyone deserved to win, but regular tried to run the ball out of defence after he stopped the through ball being played through. Stopped it well and then tried to run out of defence and do the old school um, playground move and knock it around the other side and run around the other <laughs> yeah, side. Yeah, yeah. Tried that on his edge of his own box. Lost it to four nows. He had a shot. Took a deflection off. Dyer went over the bar. Lloris tipped it over. I was going over anyway. And then from the corner, Cresswell whipped it in and Antonio just stuck his butt out and hit it in the back of the net. So, one of them really frustrated to lose it. Um, mm. As I said, probably a draw would have been a fair result. Um, but as I said, look, fair do some. They had their one opportunity and they managed to take it. Whether it was, as Antonio said, he didn't really know much about it. He just stuck his foot out and hit it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, Nuno's, as I said, he wasn't a choice from a lot of the fans. So pressure is mounting quickly on the guy. Um, don't feel sorry mm. for him to a degree because he's not kind of left to just lose his do his job. It's just always constant pressure, constant pressure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's we're just not good enough, man. We're just worrying. If we were one this game, we would put ourselves in a fantastic position. But again, mm. we're just not good enough to win the match. As I said, we probably deserve the draw, but just not good enough to win. So it's worrying times for us, man. I mean, you're just lacking that cutting edge and stuff to. Yeah, tear I mean, teams look, down. Harry for what he's been doing for the last few years, minus that. This is where we're at. Them goals yeah. and stuff is, is a huge thing for us. And you need your goal scorer to score goals. Um, but is this fall down to Nuno's not setting up a team that's creating the chances for They're not creating enough chances. No, and we need to be more expressive. We've got a right back that can't attack. Regulon mm-hmm. can attack, but his confidence at times looks a bit shot and you just don't know what Regulon you're going to get attackably. He's yeah. going with the two holders with with. More holders, anyway. I mean, Hoiberg has <laughs> proved that he can be a box-to-box kind of guy, but him and Skip, they're more yeah. defensively minded, um, which did a, a kind of plus in the team. Definitely Oliver Skip, anyway. And yeah, I was going to say, because you said that was, your, um, that was your choice, isn't it, to have Skip in there with... Yeah, yeah, 100%. Like 100%. That. It can't That's be anyone else. your team. Yeah. yeah. Um, could you argue that he could change it and, and bring Lasalso in for one of them? You could argue that um, and yeah. go a bit more for it, but... I don't, I don't know, man. At the end of the day, we want to have a solid base. And I think it's a more solid base in, in, in that department. Romero at times did well against Antonio and at other times he's shocking. It was too aggressive. Eric Dyer needs some praise. I thought he played well. Probably our best player, to be honest. Um, but yeah, like creativity we are lacking. I know he tried to say that our uh, creativity kind of not a problem, but I don't agree with that. Um, it just doesn't look like there's that cohesion mm. going forward. Mm. And we've not, we've lacked that since the end of Poch. 
towards the end yeah. of what was looking at. There was no you cohesion. You haven't replaced Christian Eriksen. No, nah, not at all. I mean, we brought Lacelso in, and as I said, it's just and people are a lot is critical of Lacelso, but at the same time, I think he just never had yeah, a real really. run in the team in that position of number ten, and we never really got to find out what he can do. He can do it for Argentina. I just think the problem for Tottenham is just not good enough players around him at the same time. Because if you're a playmaker, you can only be good as what's around you at times. Um, what about Brian Hill? Brian Hill, he's got something exciting. He works really hard. He's just, he's just not ready for, for it like this to be thrown in like that. Look, has he got anything to lose and just throw him in? Mm. You'd probably say no at this point because everyone kind of wants him gone anyway, it seems like the manager. And it just seems like it will be a matter of time. Um, I just wanted to give... Yeah, I was going to say about with, with with Nuno, do you think it's obviously fans are on his back? Do you think some of them players are kind of like, eh? Yeah, so the excuse... He's, he's, he's not going to be here. Yeah, the same, the same thing like with Steve Bruce. And this is the thing yeah. where fans don't think about. You've got to just keep it quiet for a bit and just let him get on with his job and let the players just settle in with him and have no distractions and no excuses. You know what I mean? Mm. But that's, that's, that's not the world today. Social media, people got a voice and people say what yeah. they want to say. So but we never signed a second striker. And at times it clearly looks like we would need one now because Harry Kane shouldn't play at times, to be honest. Um, the way it looks, he definitely should have someone up his ass pressuring him. Yeah. Um, do, you, do you think Nuno is brave enough to kind of almost like drop Harry Kane and maybe play? You know, Bergwijn and more on, on the wing and then maybe Sung during the middle. Um, that's what I literally just about to say, play Sung through the middle. That's what he started with and, and we I won mean, them games. When, yeah, it worked yeah. to a degree, but no, I, I don't think he's going to want to do it. As I said, it's because of pressure. The same thing with Oli. If you drop a player like that and it doesn't work, wow. You know what I mean? Mm. It's, it's too much of a risk. Everyone's going to call for your head instantly if Harry Kane doesn't play and we play shit. I think Harry Kane ain't done himself any favours. No, know. he hasn't. He hasn't. And, and I agree with that. So w- w- your point is, is kind of right. It, should he experiment and do it? Yeah, maybe he should. Like, we've got a cup game midweek, Burnley. Maybe you should do it then and have a look. Because um, there is times you can see he kind of wants Sun to be that, that focal point at times because he moves Harry out to the left slightly when we transition in play. So Sun could be that man to make the runs in behind. So he likes that. Um, you could see it, you can clearly see it, but to drop Harry Kane would be a brave man. And as I said, the pressure that on his back, he's never gonna, never gonna do it. I just don't see him doing it. But, um, as I said, we've been let down as a club by the board and stuff, anyway. As I said, second Pochettino at the beginning, I've said it so many times on there, second Pochettino not, not buying anyone in transfer windows and just not Mr. taking Prince. the punt and buying a, another striker. I don't care how much it costs, you need to do it. Arsenal bought. Lacazette and then six months later bought a Bamian, both costing over 50 million. It's got to be done sometimes. And then once they're there, then you work with it and, and see what you can get out of it. And if you can play them both at the same time and work Sun into the team somehow and do it, then then do it. Um, but what do, you, yeah. what do you think about Tang- Tangi's performance? Obviously, now he's being reintegrated into the team again, and he seems like Nuno's favouring him there in that number 10 role. I mean, how do you think he's fared so I, far? I, I thought he wasn't... Uh, look, he, he was awful against Villa for long periods. Uh, he mm. just had one little moment, as I said, against Villa. Um, who did he play last week? Newcastle, right? Yeah, yeah. Newcastle, Newcastle was very good, but they're Newcastle, as I said. They're <laughs> shit. 
Um, <laughs> so, you know, you want to say, yeah, he's building his confidence. That's good. That's the good thing about it. Do you know what I mean? But then in this game, I thought he played okay. I thought he wasn't shocking or nothing. Um, I thought he was okay. There's times you want him to say, look, let me get on the ball and, and try and do something a bit more, but have a bit more authority about his game. But he played enough, a couple of nice fruit balls, which we haven't really seen from him in a while. Um, could have had a penalty. There's a challenge from Zuma. He stepped on the ball, and I think that's why it wasn't given. He stepped on the ball, and then Kazuma kind of collided into it. So I think that's why it wasn't given. But I, I think it was definitely a shout. Um, I was kind of, at one point, I was kind of, they were looking at it for a while, so kind of surprised they didn't give it in the end. But look, is what it is. Um, so yeah, as I said, give him game time in that position and then let it work out itself. Is Nuno going to survive until January? I, I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. I mean, we've got Man United next. If he loses that, to Oli on the back of what Man United have been doing, it looks even worse. Uh, and as I, think, I say, the claws yeah. that we got, we could pull the plug any time. But I think it would a lot will depend on what happens with Pochettino at PSG. I think they're not going to go out and get someone who hasn't got a job at the moment. Are they going to go and look for it? I mean, I mean, a lot of people say there's a guy at River Plate, the manager at River Plate, but he doesn't know English probably. So it's a crazy thing that he can come here and, and halfway through a season, uh, that would be too much. So, as I said, unless Poch comes available, we might as well just give his guy to end season and then see what he does. Yeah, but I mean, West, I mean, I think you know, top six is is a realistic shout for you lot this season, and maybe try yeah. to win the Euro- Europa Conference League. I, I mean, don't even be, see that happening. That's how it is. It's t- yeah, it's <laughs> tough, but um, I mean, where you are on the table, the the fixtures that you've had, you've what you've got fifteen points so far. Yeah, it's not it's not it's not bad compared to other teams. So no, nah, but we've got way too many defeats, man. Yeah. Four defeats already. Mm. Like you would like to think, a couple of them are concerned to draw draws. Mm. Getting battered by Chelsea in the second half at home. Luke getting battered by Arsenal embarrassingly in, um, at their ground, and then obviously getting spanked. We're just getting spanked all the time. Apart from this one, we didn't get spanked, but. Again, you just felt we didn't have enough authority in the game to, to want to win it, to look like we're going to win. We just look like too many strangers at time and there's not enough direction in our play. And it takes time with a manager. But as I said, there's so much pressure on him that he wasn't wanted by the fans anyway. I don't think he's going to that time. Um, anything to say on West Ham? I don't I want to make it just all about Spurs. Yeah, no, I, I was impressed with Ben Johnson, I have to say. Yeah. I'd rather. I think Moyes is kind of... I think it's their first win now after a Europa League game, isn't it? Yeah, lost the... typical. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're doing really well. I think, you know, like, you know, we've always said about uh, West Ham, how they're going to juggle being in the, in Europe and in the, in the league. And Moyes has got this, this team player that do really well in the Europa League, top of their group. This is a tough game and they, they got the win. I mean, I think Mikel Antonio didn't play in Europe, so I think that kind of helped them in this game here. I know Suchek and Rice played in Europe and Gerard Bowen's been really good for them recently, so... Yeah, and Fornals, to be honest. Fornals as well. Fornals looks completely settled, like, yeah. in that and team. And I think Kurt Zuma as well. Kurt Zuma's coming. Yeah, he's and... coming down well. Cresswell was very good at left-back. Um, he just does the same things over and over again. Mm. And he doesn't complicate his game. He just plays it down the line and mm. when he gets set pieces, you know he's dangerous at whipping crosses in, but... 
As I said, I was, mm. I was, I was impressed with Ben Johnson, the right back as well. I thought yeah. he played very well. I'm the youngster. Um, let's just look at the fixtures and then we'll look at the table. The fixtures coming up for game week 10. As you said already, Dan, Arsenal got Leicester. Um, they go to Leicester. That's the early kickoff on the Saturday. Um, then Brentford go to Burnley. Liverpool at home to Brighton. Manchester City at home to Crystal Palace. Newcastle welcome Chelsea to St. James's Park. Watford are at home to Southampton. And then uh, evening game on the Saturday is Wildland Spurs versus Manchester United. A massive game, you would think, for both managers, it seems. On the Sunday, 2 o'clock, imagine if Leeds don't win this. Norwich versus Leeds. Um, Six-pointer. Yeah. Well, I don't know if anything can help Norwich, to be honest. Um, And then Aston Villa versus West Ham. It should be a good game from Villa Park at 4.30. And there is a Monday game. The Monday game is from Molyneux Wolves versus Everton. Um, And then just look at the table. Chelsea stay where they are, top of the league. Then come Liverpool, a point behind on 21 points. In third place is Manchester City on 20 points and West Ham moving to top four after that victory against Spurs, 17 points. Drop to fifth is Brighton with 15 points. Level on points for Spurs, who are sixth. Then come Manchester United, who dropped seventh. Joint with 14 points with Everton, Leicester and Arsenal. Arsenal make, uh, Arsenal 10th. Um, and in the bottom half, Wolves 12th, Brentford 13th, Villa. Ranieri's side move up to 14th level with Villa. So not that bad for Watford, to be honest. And um, Crystal Palace come 15th, should have more victories than they've got, to be honest. Only that one victory against Spurs, they've got nine points. Um, Southampton 16th with eight points. Leeds just above the relegation zone with seven points. Then come the sides who are all looking for their first win. Burnley, 18th, we say this every week. 19th, Newcastle, <laughs> 20th, Norwich City. Um, and that's it for the week. Um, we'll probably have a more normal episode next week. We won't talk about Man United so much. Um, obviously, well, we'll probably well, will speak to Spurs. Well, we'll probably will speak to Spurs. <laughs> A Man United game anyway, but I sound by, by your tone, you don't really like talking about United. No, I don't mind. It's just every week we seem to fucking talk about Man United and Oli. Like, it's it's, obviously it's something that has to be spoken about, I guess. And Man United are such a big team and that, but yeah, I, as I said, I would like to speak a bit more about the other clubs, but it's hard to speak about Norwich at the moment because it's just shit. That's all you can say. It's just shit. Um, Oi, when they get their first win, it's a show dedicated to them. Yeah, oh, dedication, 100%. <laughs> and then we'll all have to watch that game. Um, yeah. <laughs> respect, Dan. Respect, David. Um, and peace.